How does the ongoing cycle of fears change as we navigate breast cancer, remission, and beyond? Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back, everyone, to Heal Inside and Out. And today, I want to say we're going to have a great conversation, Maggie. I can't wait to bring this up to our listeners and viewers. And in our earlier episodes, we talked a lot about fear associated with the process, the journey that unfolds with breast cancer. What we haven't touched on are the fears that we face when we are, are when we are on the other side of our treatments. And I have done a lot of research and I have found that there are no support healing groups that exist for the ongoing healing aspect of our journeys. You know, I've looked at my own cancer center and some surrounding cancer centers and where I live in Southern Florida, and there really aren't any. And we're used to looking for some guidance, for some, you know, inspiration. And I'm wondering, Maggie, what have you come across when it comes to maybe a fear or two post-treatment? Oh, there's okay. A fear or two. Do I have to stop there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the thing I know is, the list can go on, right? The right, list can right. go on. We don't want to scare the hell no. out of our listeners. Right. But no. I know they're going to be able to relate to this conversation. I, I first have to say though, I couldn't agree more that when you think about as we're going through the journey with our medical team, totally focused on helping us get this cancer out of us, we get brochure after brochure and folder and all of the information about all the stuff that will help us. And then it's almost, it's not this bad, but the analogy that comes to mind for me, it's almost like ghost town when you're- Yeah, everybody disappears. Yeah. It's like disappearance. It's like the magic trick. Exactly. And to the point where you you even have to like push for, oh, I'm, I'm due for an appointment here. I better reach out because- out of sight, out of mind, they're like moving on. And now maybe that's not right. everybody's experience, mm-hmm. but um, I get too that their goal is to get the cancer mm-hmm. out of us and then they move on to the next patient, right? So mm-hmm. so all of that to say, I, I, I do think that that is a huge missing link of how do we support those that are on the other side of all their treatments? Because that doesn't mean it's over. We we talked about this. So it's so not over that we have fears (laughs) that we want to talk about, right? So Dina, you and I are both in our ongoing healing. We're on the other side of those main treatments. I have been given the cancer-free, I want to say 
um, gift. Um, my the cancer free ticket. Ticket. The cancer free ticket. Thank you. <laughs> I know your doctor doesn't hand those out. We already talked about that, but you know, he says something different. <laughs> but, but with that, now my fears are there, but they're different, right? So, mm. A couple yes. examples now to finally answer your question. <laughs> For me, it's like a big one is all of all of the aches and pains mm. that I've like new aches and pains or even same, but it's like, okay, this one's more intense now. What does that mean? Is something happening? Is something resurfacing in my body? And so those aches and pains that used to seem trivial. And as women, I think we're really good at stuffing them or ignoring them or dismissing them as meaning anything. Now, all of a sudden they have meaning. We don't know what, but it scares the shit out of us. And Mm -hmm. so that, that's a big one for me. Do you experience that one? (laughs) I do experience that one. I do have um, osteoarthritis in both my knees and my right knee is worse than my left knee. And I have developed osteopenia. And just recently, funny, we should be talking about this. My knee is making a different clicking noise. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And the bottom line is, is like, what's going on? Is it, did the osteopenia get worse? Is it osteoporosis? Is the arthritis even worse? Would I need surgery? But before it's, it's just like, your, your mind goes in so many different directions with this. Mm-hmm. And you really have to stop and say, all right, let, let's let's take a breather here. And this is where sometimes breathworks comes in. And you and I have spoke about this many a times. But I want to just talk about one of my greatest fears right now. And I know I've spoke about this in other episodes. It's that... I need another surgery mm-hmm. and I have, bi- you know, I had a bilateral mastectomy. I have implants and the pockets on each side of the implants have opened up. And I have this thing in my head is, do I just fix the pockets? Do I just go in for a revision or do I take my implants out and go flat? And I don't want my fear to make the decision for me. I want informed medical information there. And I know doctors cannot guarantee anything. And I get that. And I've been doing a lot of research. And I would say the research I'm doing is not looking up on the internet because we've done an episode on going down a rabbit hole. And it's more about talking to women who have had, you know, implants and took them out. It's that kind of research. And it's something that plays very heavy on my mind because I want to do this surgery. I'm not in any danger right now, or it's not an emergency. Now it's just like, when do I want to do this? Are they going to go in there and find something? Yes. I don't have any breast tissue but I do have a chest wall. I have muscles. I have organs. It's just like, what are they going to find when they go in there? What is the process going to be like when I come out of that surgery? Will I have 
extensive scar tissue where now I need the drains. Mm. Okay. Or do am I going to need even more revision surgeries because of skin? Like there's just so many things going through my mind and, and it's, it's very fearful. It truly is, but I want to make the right decision for myself and nobody else. And we've talked about this, mm-hmm. making those decisions for ourselves and learning how to work through a little bit of this fear. I love how you said that not having the fear make the decision, which is a really tough challenge when there is so much fear there, right? Absolutely. And I love though, how you said to be informed and it's not, the doctors know a lot and the doctors are the experts in these areas, but you're not just relying on what your doctor says. You are talking to others to learn experience. So I think the informed part, and that ties to one of mine, it's not surgery related, but one Mm -hmm. of mine is really the um, getting more informed about alternatives to that post-treatment treatment. So I'm on the other side of my primary treatment and right. I'm facing, like you, you know, five for me, five years of hormone blockers. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. And the hormone blockers we've tried, I'm on my third kind because they're wow. just wreaking havoc on my joints. And not just to the point where it's just harder to open a jar or it's uncomfortable. It's like when I get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom, it is, I, it's, it's hard to walk. It's hard to sit. It's hard to get up. Yes. Like I, it is so bad at night. So anyway, I say that because my big fear is what is this doing? I could muscle through four more years, mm-hmm. but what is this doing to my joints? Is it causing permanent damage? Right. So now I'm trying to get informed on what are the alternatives and I haven't found any yet that I'm, I'm I'm still learning, mm-hmm. but then there's the fear of if I go with something that I find and stop these, will it come back? Because my oncologist doesn't want me to stop taking them for fear that the cancer will come back. So, so there's all of yeah. that, right? So I know there's people out there nodding <laughs> that are yes. on these hormone blockers, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those catch 22 situations. Mm-hmm. Join me, Dina Leglin from Wellness Warriors for Life for a free one-hour interactive virtual webinar called Are Your Fears Paralyzing You? Not today. On Tuesday, August 29th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where you will walk away understanding that fears have layers, how to identify the fear, and three quick tools to help move through fear. You can register on Eventbrite and the link is in the show notes. Looking forward to seeing you all there. You know, making this decision, whether to have a revision of my implants or take them out and go flat, leaves the fear of being less attractive. Mm -hmm. And as I think about this, it's something that, just stirred right up since I was a little kid going flat. I would think about how others would perceive me, my body image, 
Wow. Uh, there are plenty of people out there, whether they're men or women, it doesn't matter. No, you need to look like a woman. You need to have breasts. And then a part of me goes back to before I hit puberty, when I had no boobs <laughs> and people thought I was a boy. Mm. And how I got teased and made fun of. Wow. I literally... I literally went on a ski trip with my dad and family members and the, one of the ski instructors thought I was a boy. The connection, the power the, of the connection to that yes. negative, hard experience in your life. Wow. Yes. And it really didn't occur to me till we started talking about this today. Mm. And I want our listeners and viewers to know that when you listen to our podcast, things might come up that you don't realize are there and something triggers it and it's okay. And we've always talked about feel the feels. And that's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> like I, I'm that little girl that looked like a boy. And I know that I've had issues with my implants, with the relationship and the intimacy with my husband. And another thing that plays havoc in my brain is, will he see me differently? Will he not want to hug me or touch me or things like that? It's bad enough women that are in perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause, all the issues that we have with that, with our bodies, you know, some weight gain, some thinning hair, some dry skin, like, and then add this on top of it. It's like, like the fireworks go off. It's like, what direction do I go in? And this is not to scare anybody, please. It's just our podcast is about being real and raw. And these are the things that nobody wants to talk about. It's the things <laughs> that we face, right? And we yes. all face them differently and we all face different aspects of them. But um, no, it's, it's a, thank you for sharing that. That's a, that's a big one. That identity thing and the, how we feel about it. And to your point, we're piling this on top of menopause because it's medical induced, regardless of your age. Right. So it's just, right. oh, there's so much there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we can come up with some more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, in, in your, the whole this brings for, up for me, uh, I have this tendency to want to get things right. And I feel like, and so, so I fear getting it wrong, right? So that's where the fear comes mm -hmm. into this. But I, I have this um, fear of keeping healthy, tending to that as, a, as an aspect of this ongoing healing. How do I keep myself healthy enough so that it doesn't come back? Right. Okay. And it's like, I sometimes get caught up in the fear of everything I put in my mouth, whether it's things that I'm eating or things that I'm drinking, everything I'm putting into my body is having an effect on my body. So I sometimes get wrapped up in that piece, but it's a double whammy for me <laughs> because I'm judging myself and getting hard on myself when I have, let's say it's 
too much dairy or too much carbs or too much too many cocktails in a given, whatever it is, all right. the things that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the society says is wrong <laughs> for us or right. bad for us. The second, the other side of that is I also fear the judgment from others. And I never, mm-hmm. ever imagined this one because I've always felt like I've been a pretty healthy eater, but I've been out to lunch with people And because they know what I've been through, there's like this extra lens that they put on while they see what I consume. And then I hear things like, oh, you can't eat that. Or why would you eat that? Given my need to avoid cancer again. I I mean, just that it it blows me away. All of the advice, the unsolicited advice sometimes you <laughs> yes. may get about what you need to eat and not eat. And you, you, you hear it everywhere. You can't eat this anymore. You can't eat that anymore. You got to eat more of this. There's a million right. pieces of advice, but no one body is the same. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway. And there's, I'm just going to add one thing to that. You know, nobody knows and doctors can surmise how we got our cancer. Exactly. And the majority, the majority of what my doctor said, it's environmental. Could that be the air, the water, mm-hmm. the earth? You know, so I understand that our food and our water comes from where it comes from, but you know, it's making choices that suit us. Exactly. We make the decisions. Absolutely. You know, there are some other things that we seem to worry about and it's like all of our appointments, mm-hmm. you know, making those appointments. What if it comes back? Yeah. Um, the long term. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I was oh. going to say the new aches and pains, like you mentioned before. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the long-term effects of whether it be the chemo or the radiation or the, just the drugs we put in our body, what is the long-term effect of that down the road. We could even fear that even if we don't feel the aches and pains. Exactly. Right. You know, and the day-to-day becomes different to navigate. Mm. And we have to be able to accept what that day, that particular one day is going to be like, no matter what it is. And we're all very different. And we just need to say to ourselves, this is how I'm feeling today. This is what's going on. What am I going to do to navigate it? And how am I going to put my head down on the pillow and say, I did the best job I could possibly do. I love that. You know, I love that. And we have touched on several of our methods for navigating for ourselves. And we want to do something a little bit different in this episode. And we would like to ask our listeners, how are you navigating your fears regardless of where you are in your journey. And what we're going to do is that we're going to put in the show notes the link to leave us a message. And I'm really looking forward to reading those messages, as I'm sure you are, Maggie, as well. Yes, yes. Because remember, remember, healing truly is inside and out. And 
in our next episode, we plan to touch more on how we navigate all of this. And each of us in our businesses, how we help our clients do so as well. So I look forward to that too. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.